It's always been difficult for Christians in Afghanistan. You've got to appreciate that before the Taliban came to power, there was no church. Christians in Afghanistan have learned how to live as underground believers for a long time. Across the world today, millions of Christians are persecuted. They face oppression, imprisonment, displacement and even death simply because of their faith in Jesus Christ. These courageous believers are our brothers and sisters. We're in this together with them and we need to hear their voice. Join host Laura as we discover their stories today on Release International's Voice podcast. 2021 was another year for the history books. With the pandemic continuing to impact our daily lives, it's important to remember our brothers and sisters around the world who are also impacted by the pandemic, but also by persecution. It is a sad reality that this coming year, Christians across the world will continue to face violent opposition because of their faith. On today's podcast, I'm speaking to release workers, Kenneth and Tom, who have both helped to write Release International's Persecution Trends Report for 2022, and who can offer some extra insight into the pressures our partners are likely to face over the coming 12 months. Welcome, Kenneth and Tom, to The Voice podcast. Good to be with you. Hello, yes, good to be with you again. Well, we've come around to the start of another year, and I remember Kenneth saying at the start of last year on our first podcast of 2021 that 2020 was a year like no other, and in many ways, 2021 has been the same. The world is still trying to deal with the impact of the coronavirus and it seems that every few months there is some kind of new hurdle to overcome. But as we also said at the start of last year, in amongst all of that, there is another story that we need to be aware of. Because in 2022, we are also looking out on a world where Christians will continue to face sustained persecution. And as we do every year, Release International has just published its Persecution Trends Report for 2022, which gives an overview of the situation in 13 key contexts. And that's what we're going to be discussing today on this podcast. So you both work in Release International's content and theology team, and you've both been involved in producing the report this year. So let me ask you first, Tom... Are things looking better or worse for Christians generally in 2022? Well, I think in broad terms, one would have to say actually things are looking worse. I know that is a broad generalisation. But uh, if you look back to where we were this time last year, we didn't have certain contexts as badly as we do today. So, for instance, in northern Ethiopia, the Tigray situation, which I think Kenneth will talk about a bit later, Um, that wasn't an issue really. The same with Burkina Faso and in India and China as well. Things, although things were bad, they weren't anywhere near the same extent as they've they've seemed to have developed um, this year. So we would expect these things to continue. The same powers, the same authorities are still in power in China, in India. We can see anti-conversion laws spreading in India Um, So generally, yes, I would say the situation looks worse. Having said that, of course, there are some bright spots uh, and, and, and I think it's worth pointing those out. So, for instance, in, uh, say, Pakistan, 
where anyone who's followed this for the last decade or so would know the situation for Christians in that country and especially in terms of the blasphemy laws, how Christians are affected by those. Now, recently there was some good news in that Christians were actually granted, who'd been accused of uh, blasphemy, were actually granted bail. That might not sound very significant, um, but in in the context of the last 10 years and the fact that Christians have been in prison merely on an accusation of blasphemy and, and, and of, have often languished in prison for years without a conviction. It is actually a step forward, so we thank God for that. And also in Central Asia, although Christians have struggled under COVID, as we all have, in some ways the authorities focusing on the COVID situation has actually made things a little bit easier for Christians across Central Asia. And in Uzbekistan, for instance, there have actually been noticeable improvements between the state and the church. Um, So churches have actually been able to uh, be officially registered in Uzbekistan in the past two years, which is is amazing, really. And even where the church isn't registered, the general attitude in society towards Christians is much more positive. So we're very grateful for that. And uh, so we see these bright spots amid all the difficulties that we expect over the next year. We're going on to talk about three specific countries. But before we do that, Kenneth, are there any particular trends that we should notice based on what Tom has just described? Thank you. Yes, well, Tom mentioned Burkina Faso in West Africa, and I think that whole region is one possibly to keep an eye on. Nigeria, of course, has dominated persecution news from that part of the world for a number of years and will continue to do so. But nevertheless, the developments in nearby Burkina Faso may be indicative of things that are happening elsewhere across that whole area that people know as the Sahel, that that belt of sub-Saharan Africa. I think the other interesting factor to note from the Trends report or to pick up on is the ongoing effect of the Covid pandemic around the world. We know from what we've been told by a number of our partners over the last year and a half, really, that their work supporting persecuted Christians has sometimes been even more challenging because of Covid, especially in places where the movement of people, for example, has been restricted. And as well as that, in some places in the world, it may be that the whole Covid situation has actually provided the authorities with a further reason to clamp down on Christian activities. However, at the same time, uh, in some places it may well be that, that the authorities battling the pandemic, as it were, has perhaps provided a distraction. Uh, and Tom touched on that, talking about countries in Central Asia, for example, where there is the suggestion that persecution has decreased a little bit over the past year, possibly as general medical needs, if you like, have taken precedence. And it's interesting, even in a place like North Korea, our partner says that house-to-house searches for Christians have reduced over the past year. And it may be that that's at least in part out of a desire to limit the spread of the virus. So those are just a couple of things for people to note, a couple of trends uh, as people read this report. That's really interesting. Thanks, Kenneth. And we will go on to talk a bit more about North Korea later on in this episode. 
So as we have done in previous years, the report looks at six broad regions across the world and it examines a number of countries within those regions. And I want to come first to the country of Afghanistan. So news from Afghanistan was on our TV screens almost 24-7 last August when American and British forces withdrew from the country. And we were all devastated by the scenes at the airport of people trying to flee before the Taliban took over. So, Tom, what has happened since and what is life going to be like for Christians in Afghanistan in 2022? Thanks, Laura. Um, Well, it's always been difficult for Christians in Afghanistan. Um, You've got to appreciate that before the Taliban came to power, there was no church. Um, The only church building was a chapel on a military base. So So the Christians in Afghanistan have learned how to live as underground believers for a long time. So in a sense, it's probably not that new to them. Obviously, there are changes. And I think one of the significant changes is that previously they would have experienced persecution from their their family and their friends if they converted to Christianity. Now it's the state also, um, the authorities, that will be against you and will be persecuting you. So there is there is a, a fear that persecution is going to spread more widely uh, in that country. A positive development could be that with the unfolding uh, humanitarian situation in Afghanistan, um, that any aid coming in from the West um, is actually linked in somehow to uh, better human rights um, and religious rights. So we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. And another country which has been in the secular media recently is Ethiopia. And towards the end of last year, there was a lot of unrest there. And we know that many Eritrean Christian refugees were caught up in that. So, Kenneth, can you give us an update on that situation? And is it still the case that Eritreans are having to flee from their own country because of persecution? Yes, from what we can tell, the situation remains extremely difficult for Eritrean Christians in that part of North Ethiopia. Remember, these are people who have fled from persecution in Eritrea. They've fled over the border into Ethiopia. They've been living in refugee conditions, on refugee camps for some time, maybe even for years, and who now find that they're living right on the fault line of an ethnic regional conflict. In terms of Eritrea itself, um, I think it's fair to say the situation doesn't appear to have changed. Last year, there were reports of a number of Christians, Christians who had been imprisoned for years, being released by the Eritrean government. And that sort of news, of course, whenever we hear it, whenever we report on it, is welcome. It's always good news to hear of people being released. But now that the dust has settled a bit, it doesn't seem that the regime there has had any real change of heart. On today's podcast, I'm joined by members of Release International's content and theology team, Kenneth and Tom. We've discussed the general picture of persecution in several contexts across the world, including some areas that have frequented the secular news headlines over the last year. Listen in as we go on to discuss why it is so difficult to be a Christian in North Korea and how the Persecution Trends Report can inspire and encourage us as we enter this new year. And there are several other countries that we could speak about, not least Nigeria, India and China, where Christians face growing opposition. 
But I wanted to ask you finally, Tom, about North Korea. So in the North Korea section of the report, it talks about the complete prohibition on Christian activities and identity. That is very stark. And it has been the situation in North Korea for decades. So, Tom, can you just explain a bit more about that and how are Christians continuing to survive under such a brutal regime? Yeah, well, I think you have to go back to the foundation of the North Korean state. And when Kim Il-sung became leader in 1948, uh, you have to remember that he actually came from a Christian household. So he was very aware of the Ten Commandments and the, uh, the Gospel and the Bible. So he basically, when he came to power, he incorporated all that um, into um, the state religion, which basically put himself in the place of God. So if you understand that, and that has continued throughout um, the decades as uh, Kim Jong-il and now Kim Jong-un have taken power. Um, so if you can understand that actually North Korea is a theocracy rather than a totalitarian secular state, I think that gives you some idea of, of what Christians are facing. So anything that challenges the authority of the God Kim is obviously cannot be allowed to exist. That's why there is this total prohibition, because you can't allow another God to take over or to be in power. And that that's really what it is. So if you understand that, you can see that for Christians, that's why it's so hard to be a Christian in North Korea. You know, we talk about if, if a Christian or someone is found with the Bible um, or discovered to be a Christian, you know, three generations of their family are imprisoned, are sent to labor camps, concentration camps, or even executed. You know, so we do, we don't know completely what goes on in North Korea, but we know it is from from what our partners tell us, stories we've heard. We know that the situation is dire, and you know, unless there's a significant change in in the whole uh, power structure within North Korea, then it's going to carry on being difficult for Christians. Having said that, you know, they they have existed for decades now underground. They know how to live like that. And uh, it's an encouragement to us that, you know, our partners say that the church in, in North Korea is actually growing faster than it is definitely in the UK, than in the US and in South Korea. So, you know, you have to think, well, things are tough, but they 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 find a way. And God is obviously there. He's still there in North Korea you know, Christians are able to go maybe into the mountains to pray and worship. So they can do this. Um, but it is very difficult. It's a very controlling state. Um, but we have to remember, you know, um, that, that the church is alive in North Korea and we need to pray for them. And, um, you know, we need to learn from them as well. Um, so and thank God for them as well. That's really interesting, Tom. Thank you. Kenneth, we've covered a lot of difficult things in our conversation and it might be tempting to feel defeated or depressed when we think about just how many of our brothers and sisters suffer for their faith. But is that the right attitude to have or is there some encouragement that we can take from this report? Thank you. Yes, that's that's always a key question, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> at the end of the day, Christians are not masochists. We never rejoice in persecution. We always see persecution as a manifestation of evil and indeed a direct assault on the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore we grieve, we rightly grieve, when we hear of fellow Christians suffering oppression, being imprisoned for their faith, being forced to flee, 
or indeed losing loved ones to martyrdom. And yet, at the same time, we believe that our God is sovereign, utterly sovereign. Now, it's not always easy, is it, to hold those two things together, to hold them together intellectually in our minds or emotionally. And that's why, as Christians, we always need to be people who are rooted in our Bibles, in the Word of God. Because time and time again, Scripture demonstrates to us how God is sovereign in and through and indeed over all evil. So I would say to people, as you read this Persecution Trends report, look out for signs of life, for where Christians are persevering in their faith, and indeed even where there are signs of growth. And as you do so, pray that our Sovereign Lord will continue to build his church in the face of hostility and opposition. That's really good. And I'm sure everyone listening is wondering, you know, how can they access this Persecution Trends report? So, Tom, could you tell us a bit about that and how people can share it with others? Yes. Um, well, it's in our um, forthcoming magazine. And if you don't get that already, um, you can subscribe by calling us um, on 01689 823491. You can email us at info at releaseinternational.org um, or you'll be able to see the magazine on the website uh, when, when that comes out and you can see the report as part of that. That's great. Thank you both so much for joining me today on The Voice podcast. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Laura. It can be overwhelming when we hear about the scale of persecution across the world and contemplate the millions of Christian individuals that are represented in these conversations. But as we take this time to reflect on the year behind us and all that is to come, for us and for our brothers and sisters around the world, let's allow ourselves to be impacted by their stories of courageous faith and galvanised into action to renew our commitment to stand with them in prayer and support throughout 2022. Thank you so much for listening to The Voice podcast. Please do subscribe through your favourite podcast app so that you can stay connected to the voice of persecuted Christians. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube. And if you don't already receive our free quarterly magazine or prayer alert emails, then please do subscribe on our website at releaseinternational.org forward slash podcast. Also, if you would like to access the Persecution Trends Report, you can find it in our current magazine or on our website. Remember those who are in prison as if you were in there together with them and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Do not abandon them.